All right, guys, this is Derek Sedor. We're talking a little business shop. And today we're going to talk about the upsell process. Okay. One of the things that seems to be um, getting old and quite stale quite fast, especially in the internet marketing space, is upsells. It's getting to the point where people are announcing on their pages, there's no upsells after this, or you don't have to worry about upsells and stuff like that. It, it, it's turning into an issue the way that people are doing it. How they typically do it is they will sell you, you know, a tripwire offer, which is a low ticket, something $7, $37, something like that. Um, and then from there, You'll say you'll see the one-time offer, the OTO page. Wait, your order's not complete. Customize your order, and then it's a one-time offer. You'll never see it again in your whole entire life, even though you'll get a ton of emails after it, um, selling you that very thing in a follow-up sequence. So you're lying to them right there, which is not cool. But the thing is, guys, like, you know... There's a better way, you know. Um, one of the things that you have to look at the user experience and really optimize for user experience, okay? Um, not only optimizing for time um, to achieve, you know, getting your client from A to B as fast as you can, um, but also in a way that helps them, and you have to prioritize the customer experience. If you look at Amazon, they cust they totally don't care about the worker experience, which is a problem, but they really make the customer experience awesome. That's like their number one priority. I personally don't think you have to sacrifice both, but that's what they're doing. Uh, they're sacrificing one for the other. Um Maybe they have to do it that way. I don't know. I just don't like mistreatment of the people that are helping. You know, it, they shouldn't offer a service that's good for the customers if it's going to destroy the people that are making it happen and make their lives hell, okay? So the thing is this is maximizing for... Um, you know, finding people that, that are very passionate about what you're doing, that's important because they'll push themselves. You won't have to push them and all the other stuff. It's hard. They'll, they'll be self, you know, motivated once you get that ball rolling, get the right people on your team and you build the right team. But really focusing on what's the customer experience so that even if they say no or they don't purchase or even if they cancel, like they still have a good taste in their mouth about your company right that customer experience should be one of the things that's top of mind you know when you're building out your company you know and when you're starting out even if you're new like understand this concept of customer experience a lot of people treat every prospect as like a throwaway right I'll just keep driving droves of traffic through this funnel that just offers them upsell after upsell after, after, after upsell after upsell after upsell. 
and make it hell for them. And they either buy or die. And I've heard big companies uh, say that. And I think that's horrifically horrible. Sounds like an awful customer experience. Buy or die. Are you kidding me? Right? You really want to help where uh, I've talked about this before. Being an honest, ethical business person is someone that's there to help solve a problem for someone else and preferably a big, hairy problem for them. You know, like a spouse, you know, like a, like their marriage is on the rocks or like, you know, they're about to lose their home or, you know, they're about to go into foreclosure or whatever, you, you know, like uh, something that's major that you can help solve, you know. Um, and so what it comes down to when you look at the funnel process, don't pitch it in such a way where... Well, all you need is this little thing. It's just seven bucks and, you know, it, that's all you need. And then, you know, without saying that's all you need, but you're kind of implying it. And then they get to the aha, gotcha page. Like, oh, well, no, you kind of need this thing too. And this one's, you know, $197. And this is what will actually, that's the real thing that will actually accelerate your thing. And then they, you know, say yes to that. And then there's a 9.97 thing where it's like, well, no, you really need this to really get, you know, accelerate your results. And it's a bad experience because you feel like it's almost, it's almost like you're feeling lied to every step of the way. And you have to pay more and more money to get what you thought you're getting. And so to avoid all that, okay. Um, is having one, you know, I've noticed, and, 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 you know, I've noticed this personally is that when you do a small transaction with someone, um, it drastically increases conversions for high end ticket products, right? So if you have something as simple as a report or whatever, you know, a checklist, a power checklist, something that they can buy that's real cheap, $37, 97 whatever it is, and they can't apply that checklist immediately. And, and so you're selling them homework to do. And at the end of it, at the end of that homework is to call and check in. And when they call and check in, you get them on the phone. And that's when you can start a one or two step closing process on the phone. Okay. Um, you know, if you're doing a two step process, the first step, you can reveal the price get them all settled in with that, handle all the objections. If they're not a lay down or they don't close, you set up the call, which is the second step to do the close. Have them talk to their wife and say, hey, you know, if you talk to your wife or husband, for example, they're going to, you're, you're going to know that if they say yes, then they're going to, that you know that they support you in your endeavors and they're going to appreciate the fact that you asked them before just spending tons of the family's money, right? For your high ticket offer. So you're going from a $37 to $97 offer, whatever, all the way to a $5, $10, $15, whatever, $1,000 offer, okay? And, it, and that small transaction at the beginning will drastically increase your conversions for that high ticket offer, okay? Um, and psychologically, you've just built that trust there and you can make those jumps. Okay. 
Um, and a lot of people go directly for, I, I think it's harder for them. At least it was for me personally. Um, then if they had done a small transaction with me, it was much easier to get that high tickets offer, right? So a lot of markers are very, you know, they're trying to maximize for speed as quick as humanly possible. And there's nothing wrong with doing that to a degree, but you always have to think of the customer experience. If that first experience is good, like you let them put their toe in the water, right? You're asking them to date you before you're asking them to marry you. When you ask for a high ticket offer, especially, you know, ultra high ticket offer, whatever, sometimes that's fine. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to sell something really low priced, right? Sometimes it's directly high ticket offer, okay? And you have one, two, or even three step phone close process and, you know, you nurture via phone. You know, if you're doing a $40,000 offer, you uh, it might not make sense to sell a small ticket offer. In that case, you'll have a multi-step. Um, now, you can have a single step on that. It'll be pretty high pressure. Uh, I'm not saying you can't do that, but I think a multi-step would work best there, at least in my experience. Um, you're going to have one or two calls, especially when you're getting into, you know, five or more figures. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, guys, like, what I would recommend that you do, instead of just having these nickel and dime, you know, $7, $197, $497, you know, upsells and stuff like that, um, sell something that just gets their trust. You, they've given you their card number and exchange. You gave them something and over deliver on that. Make that, make that puppy awesome. And don't, you know, you can email that to them, but deliver it directly on the web page. So when they're sent to the thank you page, it's right there. They can access it immediately because the act of actually looking through, if it's a long ebook, they're not going to read it. You know, so give them something that they can like, it's just a power checklist or the, the secrets of XYZ, my secret formula of doing XYZ, you know, action steps to follow. And so if it's a one pager or something like that, you know, and it's your proprietary formula or whatever it is, yada, yada, um, then they're much more likely to look at it and you have to have that aha moment they need to they need to get an aha moment from that material if you can you sell them the aha moment they're like i got value okay this person delivers value if they associate you with delivering value that's why when i sold an ebook i gave them 20 ebooks not because of the sheer volume but because i understood that that's just because uh volume does not equal uh, quality or even help the better results. But one thing that I did was when I sold the ebook and gave them 20 ebooks, they're all good ebooks. I was keeping them busy from, you know, from searching around and buying other people's stuff because it didn't take them two seconds to get through my stuff. Um, and which gave me a chance to do follow up email marketing with them as they're going through 
you know, hundreds of pages of stuff on that topic. Um, it's good stuff. They're getting a lot of aha moments. And it's really kind of pre-selling me, pre-selling that I understand what I'm talking about with a subject so that when they finally, you know, inbound call me, okay, because I would leave my number at the end of their email and invite them to call me and check in. And from there when they called me, I would, I would sell them on uh, on the high ticket upsell, right? Which is the actual thing that I was trying to sell to them, which is what would actually help them, which would actually help them get results, right? So I sold them what they thought they needed, and then I sold them what they actually needed, okay? And so you join the conversation, it's in their mind, sell them what they want, and then give them what they need, give them what they want and what they need. And you transition them into what they need and getting them to want what they need, right? So it's an education process there. So that's why that happened. And so I think that instead of trying to create, and it's also very technical and adds much, a lot more things to test. Every step you add to your funnel, Okay, you think you might be doing yourself a favor, but every step you add makes it much more harder to diagnose issues in your funnel. Okay, so the simpler you can make your funnel, the better it is. Okay, uh, the easier it will be to fix it because there's fewer things to test. Okay, and so at the end of the day, guys, for a lot of offers, you know, selling something that what worked for me personally was selling a set of ebooks and it also had small reports too, so they could look at that as well if they were feeling overwhelmed with a big ebook. So you kind of gave them something so that they could dig into it's not overwhelming, you know. Um, they don't have to read this long book. And I wrote it in big print. And these little things matter. Like, if you write something in tiny print, like textbook, like a school, they're not going to read it. But if it's in large print, for some reason, they just read it. It's written like a children's book. And people love that. The refund rate was almost zero. Uh, they just loved consuming the ebooks. It It was a lot of pages because it was large print. But if you broke it down, it's only like 30 pages or so for each one. But, you know, I gave them the information that they needed and I gave them my best information. And then I was there to help them with actually doing the thing because that's what people need help with and they need, and to be able to answer questions because ebooks cannot answer questions. So either way, guys, make your funnel simple. Um, in most cases, selling a, in my experience, okay, um, selling a, you know, lower ticket offer to build some trust and buys you time to actually sell them what they actually really need, keeping them in your ecosystem because they've bought something from you. Now they need to consume it and you're selling them on consuming it. Okay. And when they do that, that knowledge that you're teaching them, it actually builds that know, like, and trust. So that when they get on the phone with you, if they've consumed your ebooks or part of your ebooks or your checklist or whatever it is, 
and they've got some results, or at least you can get them to see in their mind, make that connection, like, yeah, I see how this could work. That's really all you need to accomplish is help them to get, make that connection in their mind. So when you get them on the phone, um, and they've already given you a little bit of money before, you'll be able to go ahead and close them at a much higher price point and give them what they actually need and give them incredible results, okay? So before you start trying to scale to the moon and all this other stuff, if you're starting out, just service the few people you have to the best of your ability, give them unlimited access to you, all this other stuff, work really hard and, and master giving, getting them the result as quick as possible. When you do that, you could sell blocks of time and if you get really good, they'll never use the whole block of time, but you're always available and keep it open for them. Okay, that's a good starting model to do. Okay. Um, so either way, um, I hope this helps. You will talk soon. God bless.